before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hey guys, today I have got Coach, Coach Chris Haddad with me. Coach uh, Haddad is the founder of Victory Sports, which is a football education platform that helps coaches and players learn more about the game. Uh, he's authored over 150 football drills for coaches and is also the defensive coordinator, wide receiver coach at Bellingham High School in Bellingham, Massachusetts. Coach, how are you? How's it going? Good. I appreciate you having me on. It's, it's crazy. I was, um, you know, I went back to... Uh, when we recording our victory podcast, uh, mm-hmm. we had you and coach Dingus on and it's funny. I went back to the date and June 20th, 2018. So are like you serious? Almost, almost, almost three years to the date. Wow. Uh, when we I, had you guys on. Yeah. That's crazy. I had, I had, I knew it was a while ago to be almost to the date. We're, we're so I'm not sure when this will air, but the recording date on this is June 19th. So yeah. that's, um, that's wild, absolutely right? yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to have you. Uh, you know, we got a couple things we're going to talk about here, and a couple, you know, really important questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about, you know, some of the things you do. But uh, first question I've got for you, and and you know, obviously you are a defensive coordinator, but you spend some time on offense. Yeah. Talk to me about how the offensive line has been a big part of some of the really good teams you you've coached. Yeah. So uh, you know, this past year, my actually my brother is an offensive coordinator. So. Um, one thing that's really cool for the our team, right? So we go back and forth all the time. Oh, that's practice. cool. Yeah, but one thing that's been really cool is, is I've been able to, from a defensive perspective, really reverse engineer and look at what the offense is trying to do. That way, you know, defensively we can stop it. But, you know, for when I sit down with him and, you know, we take a look at offensive schemes, right? Blocking, whatever it is, we both pick each other's brains, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, you know, the biggest thing for me offensively learning and also defensively learning too, is just being able to reverse engineer both sides of the football, because I know what's helped him a ton too, is this understanding what I'm trying to do to him on defense and vice versa, what he's trying to do with me on offense. Right. Um, you know, and I think, and this is one thing I've learned, you know, over the years too, of just doing victory and talking to all these coaches and players as well. It's, uh, you know, offensive line is probably the most technical position I would say in any sport. Um, as far as like your footwork, your handwork, everything you do mentally, um, you know, I, I think other positions can really take from what the offensive line teaches and how to generate force and um, just from a technical standpoint, too. So that's one thing I, I've really taken at least over the past year or two uh, when I've been able to sit down with my brother and just really start to study the offensive line. Right. That, that was one of the big things, um, you know, at least defensively has helped it out. And then obviously just uh, teaching wide receivers, hand fighting, different things like that that are all transferable through the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's, I mean, we, we, we offensive line coaches are, are for as, um, as, as kind of in the dark that we are sometimes we're, we're pretty, you know, we're pretty confident in our guys a lot. And, and we, you know, just ask us, we'll tell you where the smartest, you know, position on the, on the <laughs> right. field. So it's, right. uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say arrogant, but uh, we're, we're getting close to that line. Valued is the word you're looking for. There valued. you go. There you it, go. Yeah. It's a valued coaching position. It really is. It really is. And especially like a really good offensive line coach who understands the technical aspect of it, I think is extremely valuable right. to any coaching staff. Right. Absolutely. Um, so one of the, so one of the things I've got that I, I've talked to a couple other defensive coordinators about this, 
Um, and it's always kind of curious and I'm always sort of fascinated just by it, by, you know, by the game. And you obviously you kind of touched on a little bit with your brother, uh, but as a defensive coordinator, as, as you break down an opponent, what are you looking for from the offensive line? What are you, what are you scouting? So to speak, um, you know, for those opponents as you, as you get going uh, into game week. Right. So two things that, that really pop up when I watch film are the line blocking scheme. Right. And a lot of what I do uh, from a blitz standpoint is how you are blocking. Uh, you know, are you a full slide? Are you a half slide? Are you mm -hmm. a man protection scheme? Whatever it may be. And then once me and my staff can decipher that, then I pull out my blitzes and that's how I attack your offensive line. So a lot of stuff that I do is, isn't necessarily calculated of, Hey, we're just going to run this blitz, you know, all America blitz just because we run it. Right. Um, there'll be some blitzes. I don't run for weeks just because it doesn't match up with the offensive lines given me. So, right. you know, you know, that's one of the big things, at least over the past year, which I've really tried to study hard and really tried to understand, um, you know, what are they doing with the back? How are they tipping off? Are they sliding to the shade? Like, you know, what's happening from that perspective? And then we're going to attack it with uh, the handful of blitzes that we have. So I, I would say that's number one. And the number two is just tip-offs. And this is, you know, especially at a high school level too, is tip-offs from the offensive line in their stance. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of that, and you could speak to this as well, it's like a lot of that has to do with just not being flexible in the hips or trying to cheat a pull or little things like that that just really tip off um, – you know, where the play is going, I, you know, I won't say the opponent, but one of the play, one of the teams we played this year, um, one of their players was like, his head was tilted where he was pulling the entire time. Right. right. And you, you tell a kid down the field, they're looking for it every single time. And they know, especially from a linebacker perspective, they can get a jump off right away. Sure. So, you know, I think little things, you know, for us, we only have one angle of film. Uh, I don't know if you, if when you're scouting an opponent, if you have two angles or three angles with the tight view too, but you know, for us, we only have one angle. It's just that okay. sideline view. So we try to take as much as we can, from that sideline view to see if what we can get from week to week. But uh, those two in particular, just like understanding the line schemes and then the tip-offs have been really big for us. Right. So I got an sidebar question. Huck, is that a state you don't, state thing? You only have to get the one angle of film? Yeah. Yeah, for us. So we're in Massachusetts. We we just exchanged the huddle, um, and it's only the sideline view. We've, we've never traded our end zone view or the tight copy either. Okay. It's always been one side, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, for us, obviously, at the division three level, it's it's required. You've got to you've got to intercut it with the, the wide and the tight. Uh, uh, OK, but I mean, shoot, you there's so much stuff you can miss not seeing the tight view, though. So that's oh, I, 100 percent. Yeah. yeah, I feel for you. <laughs> I feel yeah, for you right, there. right. That's yeah, especially line splits, things like that. You're yeah. able to see from the side view. Yeah, that's that's rough. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. You know, it, it's um you know, the other guys I've asked that question to have had some similar answers, but that's, that's interesting that you kind of base your blitzes on, on what the, you know, cause a lot of times, especially at the high school level, even at the college level, I mean, I shouldn't say just the high school level, you'll kind of, you'll see those guys that will throw everything to the wall and see what sticks. And, and right. even in a game situation and just kind of, Hey, let's blitz to blitz, not let's blitz to stop the offense. So uh, that, that's, that's kind of impressive that you guys are right. And that. you think about, you think also too, a lot of offensive line schemes, at least at the high school level, you're only carrying one, maybe two, right. Protections. Sure. You're not necessarily getting five, six, seven, eight different protections. So, right. um, you know, from obviously at a college level, it might be a little bit different if you're trying to attack a scheme, but maybe you can do it formationally or personnel wise, sure. uh, they run certain schemes, but you know, at a high school level, you're really getting one to two, three at most protections. So when you get in a favorable situation of down and distance, right. you can really start to tee off and, and, you know, put yourself in a, in a position uh, defensively. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, even that, I mean, to, you mean to go, 
one step further. I mean, more often than not, you're getting like the, the two one, the two you're getting in the high school level are going to be big on big and you're going to get a full slide. So it's not like, you know, you're not getting a lot of complex half man, half slide um, protections or, you know, you know, every now and again, you'll get a a sprint out protection, things like that. But um, yeah, it's not, it's not very complicated. The, the, I mean, because, you know, you know, you're, you're calling the defense. Why overcomplicate the kids' brains and why why oversaturate it? And when you can just be simple and be effective. Exactly right, and that's that's the biggest thing. It's like, yeah, how can I need to put in the work? Let my kids be dumb essentially and just play ball, right? And don't let them have to think too much um, and just attack essentially where you think they're going to go right. and put yourself in the best position possible. Right. But. Absolutely. Um, you know, kind of the the next thing I was curious about, and and this is sort of a big one for you. Um, you know, victory sports. Yeah. Um, you know, I want, I want the whole kind of the whole story, you know, how it got started. Um, you know, what made you start it? Why, why you're doing it? Um, and you know how you've kept it going for, for this long of time. Cause you know, obviously right. as you said at the beginning, we, you know, we recorded our episode three years ago and obviously things are still going well. So, you yeah. know, just, I, I'm really curious about that and kind of the, the, the origin story, if you will. Right. I don't think this has ever been recorded. This is good. The, the, oh, good. Awesome. the story, this would be the first time I think I've ever told this thing from, from soup to nuts. So, um, all right. So I'll take you back to 2015. Uh, I just started coaching. Um, I, w- I always knew I wanted to coach. I stopped playing college football and, you know, I took a couple of years off. I knew I wanted to coach. Just wasn't sure where, mm-hmm. uh, my father got the head coaching job at our alma mater, which is Bellingham. Okay. And of course, needed coaches. Me and my my younger brother, who's actually five years younger than me, we jumped on board. So I was 25, he was 20 at the time. And uh, I'll never forget it was our and this is how victory originated. So we're playing our rivals next town over. It's a 14-14 ball game in the fourth quarter. I've been repping a punt block all week. I was a special teams coordinator, so to say at the time. And I coached defensive backs. So I think mm-hmm. I was doing special teams, defensive backs, and quarterbacks. And um yeah, I had this pump block. I loved just like the way the formation was. And I had a track kid uh, super fast. So I put him in a position. He gets through the line clean. And instead of tackling the punter, which he had an opportunity to do, he waited and tried to block it off his foot and missed the football. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. So he comes to the sideline and I start ripping him, right? I'm a young, young coach. I'm fired up. I'm, you know, why didn't you tackle him? Screaming at him. And his response back to me was, coach, I can't tackle the punter that's roughing the kicker, right? And in my head, I'm like, and I'll never forget that moment because I, I went from being like out of my mind, pissed off to, okay, like, you know, that kid played defense. So he just went on defense. And like, I, we ended up losing that game. The field was flipped. They end up scoring. We lose the game. Right. And I remember going home that night and being like, if the kid, and this is true for everything, if the kid doesn't understand rules or doesn't understand the game of football, it's not right. his fault. It's my fault. Right. Right. And I, you know, I put my ego away and everything else to realize that like, whatever a kid doesn't know, it's the fault of the coach. So, you know, whenever you hear a kid is a dumb football player, it's not the kid's fault. The kid doesn't have anywhere to go to actually learn football. Right. And that's kind of where the, the origin of victory really started and where in my mind, at least it's like, okay, I want to create a platform where coaches and players can go just to learn the game of football. And, you know, where, where kids are really learning nowadays is Madden, you know, and if yeah. you're not playing Madden, like, where do you, where does a kid go to learn football? And the answer really is Madden or his coach. Well, if his coach doesn't really know much, he's only the extent of knowledge he's going to learn is only as much as the coach knows. So, um, you know, I'm not saying I know everything about football and I don't, and I'll admittedly say I don't, right. I'm still learning myself, but I wanted to aggregate enough information where a coach or a player 
could go and learn, um, you know, learn the game of football without having to have someone stand over his shoulder or make him feel, um, you know, when he's in a room full of his peers and he may not know, a lot of kids won't raise their hand and ask a question because they don't want to feel dumb, right? So that's where Victory was born or essentially a kid or a coach could go to, uh, to learn more football. Sure. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I, I mean, you, you know, obviously you've got, um, you know, you've got your podcast, you've got the, the, the website, you've got the, the Twitter handle um, yep. and then you've got the book too, right? You've got yeah. the, the 150 plus football drills for coaches. How, how did that come about? And, and, you know, are those things that, you know, obviously did, did you've got 150 of them plus are they all kind of from your circle or have you did you reach out to guys to get things you know from from all over the place yeah they're from all over the place um you know a lot of what i do on twitter is post drills and i, I truly believe that the foundation of football is essentially what you do in practice and right. the drills you do right so a lot of the drills that i post um a lot of them are and i you know i've gotten some people pushing back like this drill is stupid this drill is that and in my mind is I want to post a drill so that way you can take it and make it your own. Sure. Uh, you know, and that's the biggest thing. Coaches are some of the biggest innovators, you know, in, in the world, so to say, like the way we make things happen out of nothing. Right. So uh, my biggest thing is like, okay, how can I post a drill that a it will be effective for the player, but how can you make it your own? Right. So that's why whenever I get pushed back from people, like this is a dumb drill. I know there's another coach out there being like, Oh, I could use a piece of this and do this this way. So right. uh, I, I started posting the drills and started to get some really good uh, traction with those. And, for me, I was like, you know, again, just being a younger coach, I didn't have a drill library. And uh, for me, I was like, okay, well, I want to create a drill library. So while I was doing it, I just started stashing away drills that I had. And uh, I created diagrams for them. I created everything that you need. So within the book, you're going to get a diagram. Uh, I have a free video library in there too, which relates every drill to uh, a video. But then inside, I, I, you know, how many players you're going to need, how many coaches you're going to need, the equipment you're going to need, mm -hmm. uh, and how to do the drill. So you're getting essentially a soup to nuts of here's the drill and here's how to do it. And inside, there's quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, uh, D line, linebackers, defensive backs, offensive line, uh, tackling, special teams. So I, I really tried to cram it with it's not just these, like, you know, it's not just quarterback drills. It's not just, right. it's everything. So a coach can pick it up and feel comfortable coaching any position essentially. Right. And, and I think kind of, you know, my own, my own two cents on that, that subject matter, you know, just because you post a drill um, and I don't like it doesn't mean I have to run it. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yep. Like for, for as, for as fantastic and as great, and I'm guilty of this as well uh, for as awesome as the, the, the coaching world on Twitter is, um, we sometimes can be harsh, um, yep. for things we either a don't understand or B don't like, and you know, there's, there's too much, you know, and you're, you're a prime example. There's too much really good content being put out there for everybody, for coaches at all levels, um, for, you know, for us to all of a sudden be, uh, be, uh, you know, um, experts and, and, and start commenting right. on everything. So right. I, I think it's awesome that you do that. And, you know, um, I, I would venture to guess that there's something that I've taken from, from you guys or, or something that you've put out there that, you know, I use or have used. So, right. Uh, right. And, and that's the thing it's, you know, I like coaches comment all the time. I'm stealing this. I'm like, good, steal it, take it, right. you know, and make it your own, do what you gotta do with it. And, and that's my thing too. It's like, I, you know, obviously we're a, a business at the end of the day, I'm, we're trying to make money, but, uh, you know, I, I truly believe in just having, a good amount of free content out there. That's why our YouTube channel, uh, we're growing that we're close to 5,000 subscribers there too. And just trying to put out videos 
to help coaches as well. Even if it's just me, a talking head video, I'm just recording and overlaying it. Uh, you know what's been really big for us recently has been TikTok. Um, yeah, I'm up to like close to 28,000 follow, uh, oh, followers wow. on TikTok. Yeah, it's been really good. Just like, and it's just educating uh, younger players just on the game, and they ask questions. I try to answer them as well. But again, I don't have all the answers. I know I don't have all the answers. But if I can help out, you know, a coach or a player, whatever it is, and hopefully steer them in the right direction, that's pretty much the goal of of why I've created Victory. And uh, like you said, why it's been running for three years because right. Of, I don't, I don't gas out at all. It's, it's football, you know, that's so awesome. it's, it's fun for me. That's awesome. That's, uh, it, it's it, the, the world of social media is so crazy right now, but that's, that's, you know, to, to be able to have that kind of platform and that, that, you know, to get your message out, that's, uh, I think that's awesome. That's, right, uh, right. that's commended, but um, well, last question I've got for you coach. And this is the, the hard one. Um, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you've coached or maybe guys you played with, or just a fan of, who would be on that five-man offensive line? Ooh, okay. Um, boom, boom, boom. Oh, man, it's a tough one. Um, I got to go Walter Jones. Okay. He's got to be one of them. Obviously, no, he came on our podcast um, really? a few years ago. Yeah. he. You know what's unbelievable? If, if, if you're listening to this right now, go Google his stats. He had, I, I want to say it was over 5,000 snaps and gave up somewhere on like 23 sacks or like 16 sacks. Some reason those numbers. Yeah. But, it was just something like ridiculous uh, numbers wise. And well, that he, guy was unbelievable. He was, he was sorry to go off on a tangent here, but yeah. he was a guy, I remember hearing stories about him, like out of college, cause he played at Florida state. He ran like a four, six 40. And then was like, I'm never running the 40 yard dash ever again. Yeah. And yep. then he used to, after his first contract, he used to not show up to anything until training camp Yeah. and then play like, one preseason game and be an all pro left tackle. Like dude was just one of the absolute beasts of the game. Great. One of the greatest of all time. And, and just a, a freak athlete, pure dude. But anyway, sorry, I got, you got me going. No, on no, no, it's, no, it's, and that was the thing too. And like, just hearing him talk, um, you know, just, just hearing him talk about how he didn't play football, I believe till his junior or senior in, in high school. So yeah, uh, you know, he was a guy that a coach just pulled him in and was just like, Hey, like, you know, you want to play football and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he does what he does. So, right. Um, you know, the next, and I'm just going off of guys we had in our podcast. I had the, the ability to talk to, which, uh, you know, is a big testament to sure. Steve McGrath who runs the podcast is, uh, Willie Rofe was the other one. Okay. Yeah. And just a huge fan of Willie Rofe. Um, you know, he was super humble, humble guy and just hearing him talk. Uh, so he would probably be number two. Um, and, uh, next, and this is, I, I met, so John Hanna. Oh okay. yeah. I met John Hanna. He came, you know, I played football uh, at Curry college where I did my college football. I played okay. my college football and he came down and talked to us. And I, I don't know why for as, as I don't want to say crazy. Cause he wasn't crazy, but he was such a, like a, like a true Southern gentleman, the way he talked to you and like mm -hmm. really was engaged in the conversation, but just know like how, how much of a beast he was on the football field yeah, and how he just absolutely killed guys um so i mean he's definitely up there too um oh man i'm a huge fan i know this is my center position here. i'm a huge fan of the, uh pouncy okay. i don't know why that's center position i'd think i love the, how nasty he is he's probably obviously not you know hall of fame mount rushmore but i don't know why i've always been a fan of, of his he, play. you know what he might be because he's which one are you talking about the the steelers or the the dolphins steelers okay yeah he's he i think that's marquise he yeah. You got to think about it. Like 
again, you're getting me on my soapbox. No, this is good. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers over like the last 50 or 60 years have had like four dudes that played center. Like they, they went from Ray Mansfield to Mike Webster to Dermonte Dawson to Marquise Pouncey. Like that's it. Like yep. maybe one or two other guys for a couple, you know, but like those four, like those dudes alone could be on a lot of guys, you know, four of the five on a lot of guys, Mount Rushmore. So they, they, uh, he, uh, uh, if he, if he gets, if there's arguments for him in the, in the hall of fame, I'm definitely on that side. I don't think I could be on the side of arguments against him being in the hall of fame, but he's, he's one of the, of this, of this generation, one of the best, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then my, my last one, I, some, some reason growing up, I don't know why I was always a huge fan of Orlando pace. Okay. I, I don't know why. And he, like I said, he's the next one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, those are probably my five kind of weird out of order, but that's uh, all right. <laughs> when you say go put me under the gun here, those are and the first five to come. But I remember just being a huge uh, Orlando Pace fan as a kid. And I don't, I don't know why it was just one of those things where he's, uh, the fir- well, he's kind of the first guy that made offensive linemen for, for, for our, not, I don't want to say our generation because I think I'm, I'm a lot older than you, but um, you know, from like 19, 19- 90 on like right nobody right. really paid i mean people the purists paid attention to the offensive line and really big fans but like the casual fan didn't pay attention to the offensive line and and when he was at ohio state and they started talking about pancakes and they started talking about you know guy you know this guy might be up for the heisman like people started to take notice of him so yep. he, there's that whole big generation where everybody just knows the name orlando pace mm-hmm. exactly so, yeah exactly. I, I mean yep. yeah He's, I've told somebody this before, but I think if I've, if I've recorded, I don't know, I just, I just released my hundredth episode a couple weeks ago. Um, I would venture to guess that more than 70 guys have mentioned Orlando Pace. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's gotta be up there as probably the the most mentioned guy. So you're, you're not alone. Don't worry. Yeah. But like you say, he falls right in our age frame, right? Sure. That guy who, you know, you think of offensive lineman, you think bang. I mean, he was right in that area too of Walter Jones and right you know, playing during that era exactly exactly well coach i'm gonna get you out of here but before i do uh do me a favor and drop your twitter handle uh you got a couple of them drop your twitter handles and any other information that you want the listeners to know yeah uh so you can follow me on twitter my personal one uh at chris victory c-h-r-i-s-v-i-q-t-o-r-y if you want to follow victory sports you can go to at v-i-q-t-o-r-y sports so victory sports uh we're on youtube we're on twitter we're on tiktok uh, Facebook, Instagram. You can follow us on all the major social platforms. And um, yeah, that's about it. We got a lot of cool things, you know, at the time this is airing, we got a lot of cool things happening in the works. Um, and yeah, always down to talk ball too. So any questions you may have uh, about the drills I post um, or anything else, please feel free to reach out. Uh, also, yeah, 150 football drills for coaches is available on Amazon. You can buy it on the Victory website or on Amazon, uh, but Amazon's probably faster and will get into your hands faster too. Uh, but yeah, coach, I appreciate the time, man. This is fun. Yeah. And, uh, anything I could ever do, please let me know. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, I, I appreciate talking to you. It's been a while, but you know, we, we should uh, not, not wait three years again. Right. Chat again. So, uh, you know, best of luck to you this upcoming season and, and uh, looking forward to talking. Appreciate it, coach. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.